Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I'm Lucas Mack and I am... (laughs) Today is a treat. Today is a treat for not only you as a listener, but also for me because I got to spend incredibly divine time with Lori Ladd. Lori Ladd's a spiritual teacher. She's a channeler and she is a sister. And in this episode, we explain and go through a lot how to detach from uh, the system, the matrix, how to um, understand really the time that we're in, the Galactic Federation of Light, reptilians, the Roman system. I mean, we go through a lot. And this is an episode for me personally was, was a huge blessing. And I know it will be for you as well. My dear sister, Lori, thank you for choosing to come to earth now and be the voice that you are. Blessings to all and enjoy the episode. Um, a sweet, sweet, I want to just acknowledge you, sweet, powerful, compassionate Lori Ladd. Loving Lori Ladd. One of the things that my wife said is, you know, when she talks, re- referencing you, so when you talk, you come from such a place of love and not let me, let me tell you how it is. And, and here, and it's, you're loved because you share love. And I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for coming on the podcast and spending time to talk about all the things. And it's just an honor to have you on. Yeah. I'm grateful that you invited me in. Um, and, uh, and yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's rock and roll and see what comes through. I love it. Okay. Well, first let's, let's talk about you and, and your origin and where, where you grew up. And I was reading your website of just the, the early knowing um, that you had, but can you explain to us like your life from zero to now? Like, you know, In one minute, ready? Go. Yeah, <laughs> just the highlights. Oh my goodness. Well, really quickly, Cliff, note, Cliff Notes, I grew up in Southern California. I grew up in, um, I, I was born in Inglewood, California. Um, and then I grew up in the beach, beach towns. And um, when I was, my mom was really spiritual. Mm. So I chose a mom that was sort of already connected. So it'd be easier, I think, for me to step into this, but mm. it wasn't. I was 13. I just had this knowingness of like everything we kind of know now, but back then I had no, how, I didn't know how I knew. And I was told by my guides that I would be assisting people through this ascension process. And like literally during like the midst of chaos. So 
back then it was like, oh, these big alien ships are going to come down and the world's going to get destroyed and you're going to help people onto these ships. And I was like, oh shit, that's going to be like Armageddon. That's going to be insane. Like, whoa, I'm excited. Right. And then now we're like, oh, it's actually this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. This is what you guys were talking about. We're not going right. anywhere. Right. So I, I had a very normal life, though. I never committed to my work until I was 40. So I'm 45 now. So mm. I spent most of my life very normal. Like, I had a lot of addictions. I had sexual abuse at a young age. Yeah. Um, I had an eating disorder. I've been sober since 2013. Mm. Um, so I got to have a lot of really fun experiences in my human journey, um, which has led me to where I am now. And I think the last... Let's see, I really committed to doing my work and stepping into this, this purpose and this channeling and connecting to these beings and letting, letting them come through me and, and share. It was around 2016, so about four years ago. Um, and that was really when I started to be consciously aware of what it means to, to, to evolve and to ascend and to step into these higher states of consciousness. And so everything that I go through, I teach. I don't teach anything that I haven't experienced or gone through in terms of like the process of how to do it, right? Like I'm, I teach from my own experience um, and what has worked for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I channel these, these higher dimensional beings it's just very naturally. It's just part of what I'm here to do. And so when you say that your messages are from love, it's really not me. I mean, it is me, right? But like, it's, it's their energy that you're feeling. It's, it's mm-hmm. their energy that's coming in that you're feeling. And that's why so many people are like, oh my God, I feel calm as soon as I listen to you. Mm-hmm. It's actually not Lori personality ego because I'm, I'm kind of crazy and like, you know, I can do, I, I, my personality is like, you know, kind of wild. It's, it's them that's coming through um, and sharing the information. So you guys are the listener is connecting to that energy, um, not me, which is what's so magical about it. Because um, I could be in a really shitty mood, close my eyes, bring them in and turn, push play, you know, record. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just coming through in that really calm, peaceful way that, that shows up when I speak. Mm. Um, I mean, I am very loving and I am becoming more and more loving. <laughs> but I am also like, you know human well you're also that container for that love to come through so you know if you weren't a loving container correct you are you are that you are a loving container yeah um 2016 was my awakening um as well and that was such a i mean globally personally regionally like everything was happening at that time where this this rattling the shaking that everyone was getting woken up or not everyone, but many were getting woken mm-hmm. up at that time. Um, mm-hmm. Prior to you really stepping in to that, what were you doing as far as like your healing journey from like the trauma? Like what were you on that path of healing? Were you still running fast and hard? Like what oh, man. happening in your world? I did not. I mean, I became sober in 2013 Mm-hmm. And I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for my partner, best friend that I was with. He's, he's my best friend now. Um, we thought we were romantic, but that didn't turn out to be the case. But um, if it wasn't for him coming in and saying, hey, I think we need to go to AA, I never probably would have gotten sober until 2016. So mm. I 
I lived my whole life running, really running from my trauma. As when I was six years old, I was sexually abused by my father and still don't have like really vivid memories of it. So it's kind of like, you know, like I know it's happened, but I don't have, you know, and I think there's still that protection around it of like, it's okay. You don't need to like yeah. go there. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until 2016 because I stepped into my purpose. Like there's no way I could do my purpose without healing every ounce of me or clearing every ounce of me or working through it. I, you have to, right. uh, you, you just have no choice. And so that became a, 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 a fast track these last four years of all of my addictions, all of my pain, all of my hatred for myself, my hatred for my body, like not feeling worthy of love, real love, you know, um, uh, being seen, being heard. I, I mean, you name it, man. I went through it and um, I'm finally, what's the day today, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Every day I'm getting more and more whole. I'm always whole. We're always whole, but kind of really stepping into that. Every day there is more of me that I am loving, more of me that I'm accepting, more of me that I am uh, holding. And you know, COVID was really the last sort of, you're going to be annihilated in the next six months. So I want you to sit alone and literally like sit in the fire of everything that's left for you to really feel uh, within you. And so it was like this annihilation process, I feel like of going as deep as I possibly could with all my trauma, with all my pain, with everything, like just annihilate me. And it was this guttural, like, this, this like, oh, you know, the, this, this pain. And, you know, you would look at me and say, yeah, but you're channeling and you're bringing in all this information. And it's like, yes, but I'm also transforming. I'm also shifting. I'm also going deep into pain and trauma. And, mm -hmm. and I come out and it's like, holy shit, I've never been so peaceful right now. I've never been so alive and alert and connected and and I'm literally like, listen, you got to bring something else on, bring it on, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I'm good, like bring it right. Yeah. Like I am good and I can also handle anything else that comes. Mm. Right? Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with our traumas and our pains and, 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 and the shit that we have to feel. It's like, bring it because if it brings me to this, I'll take it any day. That's right. That's right. right? That's right. I say we're not free until we can talk about anything to anyone at any time and, and not get triggered, not shame. Like this is our journey. This is us. This is us so that we can get on that mountaintop. And when we say freedom from the depths of our toes, like spring forth freedom, we know we're free. And so this time, and it's interesting, you just said um, six months, uh, March 12th. So we're, we're recording this on September 15th right now. So it's March Almost 13th was, months. yeah, six months. It's been six months. And March 12th, I, I've always been afraid that I was going to be um, killed. But that has been just this. And when my wife met me, she had this dream, this vivid dream that men in black robes 
grabbed me and drug me away and were drilling, took a power drill to my brain and were drilling on me. And they told her that I knew too much. And she was like freaked out. Like what? And I didn't even really told her about, Hey, this is really who I am. Like this is what's really going on. And, um, and, uh, I, all that fear got brought back up with the contact tracing and this and that, and all that fear of like, well, they're going to get me them. So I will never forget. I was the lowest I had been in so long and scared, like truly, I didn't want to say I was afraid. It was like, I'm just down or feeling down, but I like, I went on this long hike and I go on this hike up in the mountains and I meditate in the same space. Um, when I go up every time and I'm like, I am afraid to die. I'm afraid they're going to kill me. I'm really like afraid I'm going to die. And so I walk back down, I hike back down. It's like a five mile hike and get back almost to the house. And I'm like, then let it be. So if they're going to do it, then do it. I can't live like this anymore. And at that moment I surrendered, it was like the next day, Trump locks it all down. And it has been incredible. Like, Mm. let it be. So just let it be. So then (laughs) may we stop hedging and pushing and running and moving. Like, just let it be. So and this peace and surrender. And it is so difficult to understand that space when you haven't been there. Yeah. But I know I know that space and it's it's this space, it's this willingness. I don't know why I use the word kind of annihilation, but it's this willingness to just say I'm done fighting. Mm. Right? I'm I I I'm done on that hamster wheel. Mm. Um, what if I just dropped, like, well, I'm not going to die. And what if I died? Right. Cause it's this fear. It's really this, this unconscious fear of dying. Like if, yes. if the pain is so deep, am I going to die? Am I going to come out of it? Am I going to survive it? Right. And if you say, fuck it, like, what if I die? It's okay. And listening to both of us now, for those that are listening and in pain or afraid of dropping deep or afraid of really going through that tunnel, there is such a beauty and freedom and peace and calm, even when we are not in those moments, you know, at certain times, but there is a a, a homeostasis that we feel now where all is good. Yes, that's right. You're not afraid of anything. That's right. Yes, 100%. There's no fear of anything. It's exhilarating now. And it truly, it feels like now I can live. And I have, mm-hmm. and it's been unusual when I talk to people, they're like, how are you doing? I have been in a euphoric place with my family in this home. It, this has been euphoria. Euphoria. Isn't that and amazing? It's amazing. And it's, I sometimes I'm like, wait, should I be? I mean, yes, I truly feel it has been incredible. Incredible. I, actually, I, I would not trade this for anything in the world. Me neither. I say that all the time. I was like, I would never, ever, ever take back what has the, the first domino. Never. I mean, it would never go back anyways, but I would never, this has been the greatest gift of my entire life has been this first domino um, because I would not be 
no doubt I would not be where I am right now on energetic frequency if it wasn't for the first domino of COVID. No way. No freaking way. Right. Because I would never have put myself yeah. in, those, in this position. Right. right. I would have never sat with all of this. I would, have, I would have, Lucas, I probably wouldn't have realized that I needed to because I was living my life doing my things. You know, I got my hot yoga. I'm addicted to yoga. I got to go to hot yoga all the time. I got to do these things. And why would I stop? It's so great. It feels so fabulous. I'm not going to stop. Plus I don't need to stop. Plus I can just go whenever I want. Right. So I, I would have never been able to sit with the, with the deeper consciousnesses that I needed to feel to clear completely. If it wasn't for that forcing in and shutting everything down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The stillness, the stillness. It's amazing. (laughs) So I'm really enjoying, first of all, looking at you and talking to you in person. This is cool. It's not looking at you on one of your lives or Instagram. So this is fun uh, for me. (laughs) Um, It takes a lot of courage. Yes. That, that is it. It is Without courage, we cannot be free. We just can't. There's no one's going to experience freedom. Interesting, like for, for, I'm going to just take this route for a second, but for 300 years, there was one Bible version used around the world. It was the King James Version. And in that version, Jesus makes a statement. He says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And then in 1881, so that came out in 1611. In 1881, and there are more than 500 Bible versions in the English language since 1881, all aligning to the revised text of 1881. And everyone derides the King James Bible for other reasons, but all the other Bible versions say, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And setting and making are completely different contexts. To make someone free takes intention and to go in. And that's where that courage, we, we've forgotten how to be courageous as, as human, sovereign, sentient beings to say, when I say no, it is no. And when I say yes, it is yes. And then, order for us to utter that I have to find the courage to get to that place. I think you can't just say, but you know, there's that word is so important courage. And you have to, you have to actually appreciate and love and honor you. Otherwise, because our whole lives, most of us, we've sort of been programmed part of the consciousness that we're clearing right now. We've been programmed to feel as if we need love outside of ourselves. Like we need to get it from somewhere else. Yes. You know, even with the school system, right? It's like, oh my God, what grade did I get? That grade means that I'm a good student. The teacher looks at me. There's, there's so many things that have been set up in our external that we get validation from and, and love and, and recognition So we forget that it's actually right here. And when you have that knowingness of like, oh, it's actually right here. I don't need any of that nonsense bullshit. Then you, then you step into this sovereignty of like, 
oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm freaking good. And when you're there, then you're like, oh, I don't, that's a no for me. Like, right. and you can have whatever response you have. That's a yes for me. Or mm -hmm. here's my voice. Here's how I feel and think. And it's no longer a reflection of the external. It's no longer about what the external thinks or wants or needs you to do. Right. It's this place of like, oh, I'm a freaking, I'm a rock star. Like I've got, yeah, that's right. I got this. Like, right. wow. And that takes courage, but it also takes practice. It yeah. takes practice learning how to come back to you and, and to go back to the beginning. When you do that, you feel trauma, you feel pain, you feel sadness, you feel all the stuff that's inside of you because the only way in to find you again is to feel everything that's in there and say, Oh shit, I guess I got to love all of this. <laughs> oh, I got to love all of this in order to stand in it. You can't skip it. Right. We want to skip over and just be like, I just want to be in these higher States. I want to just like, love myself. I want to just feel sovereign and speak my truth. And if you speak your truth or you try to hold boundaries when you're not completely in you and loving you, it's, you're, you're, it's going to come from a very sort of wounded or egoic space where you're going to harm the other person. You're going to belittle the other person. Perhaps you're going to blame the other person or the other event or the other external, right? It becomes really mushy. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is what we see right now. We're seeing people speak their truth or hold their boundaries, and yet it's harming other people because they're not in alignment yet with their. When you're in love, like when you're in that love space, and then you hold boundaries and you speak your truth and you do whatever you do, it doesn't harm anyone else. Right. People feel loved by it. Right. They're like, shit, I don't agree with that, but that was beautiful. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Uh, you know, like, oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, sometimes, yes, my mind goes to movie references that were not appropriate, but yes, that is a, uh, yeah, when you come from that loving place and set boundaries and speak in truth, I, I, I've gotten even a message today. I, I've been sharing content that I know a lot of people for a long time are all of a sudden like, whoa, what are you, what are you doing? Um, but they, are messaging me like you're really making me think not mm. you know why are you thinking this or why and i appreciate that because they know I, I love them I, we don't have to agree to love each other i don't need agreement to love you i just love you and you might not agree and it's okay because i still love you and it's you know like we're all in this journey together we are co-journeying this space and i i was given this document I felt kind of like secretive that this person said, when you read this, this will open your eyes. And she was right. And this person is a um, well-known, like really beautiful channel, clean, loving being. She's, a, she's an incredible being. And she gave me this, this um, document called The Hidden Hand. And it was this Illuminati member, higher ranking than any known family of the 13 families that we know and he explained everything. And this Illuminati person said, I know it sounds so wild people listening, but this, the document, and it was really good. He said he's of the soul conscious, the soul group Lucifer and Lucifer's job on this planet is to create negative polarity because the creator loves this planet so much that without creating the negative polarity, people cannot choose 
the positive. They cannot choose service to others. They can't, they're, so we are seeing that they're dragging as hard as they can. It's like these, um, the world's strongest men where they're dragging these big trucks, you know, they're just pulling and it's done because we are loved yeah. so that we can wake up and say, oh, I don't choose this any longer. God, I love that. Isn't that so cool? I, I, I will send it to you. It's, a, it's really, really beautiful, but it's a great con, con, um, concept where if we don't know pain, we don't know where to heal. So if we don't feel pain and our body is broken, but we don't feel it, infection sets in, all sorts of other things set in and we die. Emotionally, it's the same thing. We have to feel the pain where we must heal. If we don't feel the pain and we just keep going and like ignore it and we want this euphoric, blissful state of like ascension, but we don't go back and heal those pain, most painful. And I use the word dirty. For me, it was so dirty, just dirty and uh, it's like dread as a sense of like the worst dread of dirtiness and to have to go back. And sometimes we do it with, coaches sometimes we do it plant medicine and, and groups or you know guides or whatever but to go back and look at it and say we're safe now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're safe now that's why the human journey is miraculous and courageous because when you're in it we don't give ourselves the credit for what we're actually doing here and going back to your Lucifer soul group, there are many, many thousands of higher consciousness, higher dimensional beings that have chosen to come in to play these roles for us. And it's a choice and it's not a right or a wrong. It is a, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to experience and create torture and hell and evil and all this crap, right? Mm -hmm. And it's allowing us to be able to see that which we have to see so that we can recognize what we're in, which is a third dimensional consciousness so that we can step out of that third dimensional consciousness and we can evolve and ascend into higher states of consciousness, higher dimensional fields. If we can't see it, how are we going to be able to recognize what we're in? Which is why all of this horrendous, horrific stuff is coming up and bubbling, you know, the satanic rituals, these, these horrific sex pedophile rings, these things that you're like, I can't even wrap my head around, so I'm just going to not. It has to come up so that we can recognize what we've actually been standing in for so long so that we can then choose to move out of it and choose to evolve or ascend. It's here. We have to see it. It has to be acknowledged, right? It's like that pink elephant or the white elephant in the room, right? You're like, I don't know. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. Not well, then you're just going to stay in that lower state of consciousness. Right. And that's a big elephant to drop some uh, big droppings in that room. So if you don't want to look at it, you're going to be left with what it leaves for you and it's not going to be pretty. Yes. Right. I took that analogy a little further. I love it. I love it. Sam, like, yeah, you can't yeah. ignore it so long. It's going to like, the shit's going to get heavy and stinky and like nasty yeah, and you're not going right. to be able to ignore it. <laughs> that's right. Like eventually you're going to have to be like, oh, right. okay. This is shit. This is real <laughs> big shit. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, oh. this is big. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I'm curious, like books. So one of the things, um, 
So I read that hidden hand and the hidden hand, this guy, he says that he's responsible for the religious. He said they, they carved the earth up um, in sections. So there's people that are in charge of the religions of the world. There's people that are in charge of the economy of the world. There's people in charge of governments of the world and all these players. Um, but the, it was, he said that the book of raw was 95% accurate. And the person, someone asked, cause it was this, back and forth conversation um why was it accurate and so sometimes the the human body was tired or you know and, and the words didn't come through clearly so i've been reading um i'm on i'm almost done with book two out of the five and i'm like what this is the most incredible mm. have you ever have you read it oh okay no i haven't um my guides have me not my guides good. do not have me read anything okay so. good i you are i figured and that's why i should so another beautiful soul I've had on Busy Gold, she doesn't read anything either and, and lovely, beautiful, and I love it. Um, I've heard of it. Lots of people are like, you got to read this, you got to read this, you got to read this. I wouldn't say that to you. I was going to say you are in alignment with it. Like all oh. the, the, the messaging is this similar. similar and it's beautiful and it's, it, everything makes sense when you start seeing, taking, detaching and looking at the bigger picture, like we're talking about the, like leave the room and then look back and like, oh, there's an elephant in the room. That's all why I'm tying that back together is having context helps the content make sense. Absolutely. That is the, I think like if I were to say what is the most important message that is always coming in from my guides, the bigger picture, you have to see the bigger picture. Because if you don't see the bigger picture, you will stay caught in this small zone that you're in, right? You're like, I'm an ant and I'm just an ant and there's nothing else happening and, and, I'm, and this is my reality. And it's like, oh, no, 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 there's so much more happening. And as soon as you can start to slowly begin to hold this larger perspective, it frees you. Yes. Yes. Right? You're unshackled. You're like, oh. Right. <laughs> Shit, I got a choice here. That's right. <laughs> I'm actually I can human. choose. Yeah. Right. I'm actually a human. Yeah. Right. I'm in this body and this is what this body can do. And I actually have a choice and I'm actually not a victim. Mm. And and I always like to teach things in terms of consciousness, always instead of person, place, event, things like that, because really it's the, it, it it you can boil it down to consciousness and energy. Um and it allows us to be able to navigate the nows that we're having and the, the stuff that we're having to look at with a little bit less attachment and judgment, hmm. right? So when you see it as a consciousness, which is an emotion or a thought, or I like to think of it as like clouds, right? Like hmm. you can think of the political system as a cloud, right? You can think of the educational system as a cloud, the environmental system as a cloud, the scientific community as a cloud, and there's all these little clouds inside there. And what, ha what do you feel when you step into these systems or these programs? How do you feel when you walk into it? How do you feel when you walk into the grocery store? How do you feel when you have conversation with someone, right? That's the consciousness. You're feeling the consciousness of it through an emotion or a thought or behavior or a belief or a reaction, right? And if you recognize that this is what's actually happening, you detach from it while you're still experiencing it. So you're not as in it, you're not, you're not it. And you then get to choose 
do I want to stay in this cloud? Right. I don't think so. Right. Do it I want to stay in this relationship? No, exactly. It becomes a game. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just a fun. Yeah. It does become fun. And what I was sharing, so plant medicine has been a massively um, beautiful part of healing for me because of to feel safe to go back to those places and be there and look at it and say, okay, that's what, yeah. Okay. And it's been beautiful. Um, but one time recently in the past three months, I was having this experience and I thought I saw like this existence, this plane that we're on is a board game and we attract archetype characters and we can choose to play with characters together in our game. And the game says when you pull like Candyland, for instance, I, I saw it was like Candyland. When I you, love that game. It's a great game, but we play it all the time. So okay. it's so good. Um, when you pull a purple, do you have to land on purple? And our job is to wake up and say, actually, when I pull purple, I will land on anything but purple or I will land on purple. But I, when I pull this card, I'm determining the steps. And sadly for many, and this is, I would love to hear your thoughts and just take on this. I saw that, you know, the game, everyone's trying to get to the, if they stay in the game, if you stay in that cloud in the system, it has a predetermined path to start and finish yep. the game. And in Candyland, you know, you get to this one, you land on the wrong uh, slot and it takes you all the way down. And there's many right now that they're still in this game and they're, they're, they're getting lost in these paths like a loop. I kept seeing like a loop, like they're yes. in it, but they're just kind of looping in it. Yes. They're not actually getting out of it. Right. Yes. That's exactly. And when we wake up to the game, I was talking to champ who did the great awakening map and, and um, we were talking and he's like, Oh, I've seen the game archetype too. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. And he's like, yeah, that's a thing. And I'm like, that's incredible that there's this consciousness that teaches us. This is a game. You don't have to play by the rules preset by the matrix or the, the system or the cloud or the function, or you can. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is what they're showing me as you're talking is we as higher dimensional consciousnesses, energy, souls, spirits, God, whatever you want to call you, that's not the human mm. that's inside the body. It came in. It, it came in. And before it incarnated, it knew how this game worked. Oh, that's cool. It knew. It gives me chills. That's cool. Yeah. No. And it understood that it had to create Akashic Records, which means it needed some sort of Candyland board, mm. right? So your Akashic Records is like the Candyland board, right? So it's like, okay, I get the game. I understand I have to play it. I got to create Akashic Records, which is basically like, one, am I a male or a female physically? Where on the earth plane am I going to be incarnate? Who are my parents? And then it gets a little bit deeper. Like, well, what kind of core consciousnesses do I want to experience? Oh, I would love to experience a massive amount of physical trauma, right? Or I want to experience how, how it feels to not love myself. Or we, we pick these abandonment issues, right? Or, you know, you pick some pretty, pretty heavy ones, right? You pick those, put them in your little Akashic record thing. And you understand that this is kind of going to navigate your journey in this Candyland landscape. 
and there's also positive sort of Akashic record things that you pull in, but you know, and you know, you have these guides and you know that you're connected, but as soon as you drop in, the density of what we're dropping into shuts you off. It's like, it's so heavy. It's like a blanket comes down on you and you, it, there might be light out, but the blanket's so heavy, you can't see anymore. Hmm. And then it becomes this, oh, I'm blacked out until I start to turn the lights on. And then, and that's what we're doing right now. We're turning the light on or we're peeling back that heavy blanket yes. and we're starting to see like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm in a game. What does that mean? And then you learn a little bit more like, oh my God, wait a second. I don't have to play in this anymore. So it, it's like we're, I always like to say we're remembering, we're remembering how to do this and we already know how. So it's, a, it's absolutely the game and it's learning how to play the game. And the more we recognize this, we get, become pretty proficient at it, right? And then we really start swirling around like, oh God, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do, and, and, and you're this massive free creator being. Yes. That is so, yeah. that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, I'm so glad we're talking. This is so fun. I know. It's so amazing. It I is. love it's, it. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I think we're, let's, um, I want to talk about the Galactic Federation of Light. And I want um, the words that I just uttered from many all over the world. It's the first time that the, the what, the, the, the who, the how, the, what did he just say? Um, and, and yet, so I grew up in also a very religious like house um, Jewish family, Catholic family, evangelical, all, all the Roman, all Rome. It was, that's all I call it. All roads lead to Rome. And that, this is actually my, my latest thing. Did God create roads or did man? Mm-hmm. Man created roads. God created earth. Mm-hmm. And man's roadways create binary paths that we have to go down this path. God did not create these roads. And Rome the whole saying all roads lead to Rome. They truly do because this is the Roman system. We are on the, this is still Rome. And even the book of Daniel, Daniel prophesies of the four kingdoms that rule the earth and the last kingdom um, get, that gets destroyed by the Mashiach or age of consciousness, the Christ consciousness, like the, what we're stepping into fifth dimension mm. is the, the Christ consciousness or the fifth dimension or age of the Messiah or the millennial reign of Christ, whatever these terms that people want to use destroys rome rome's the last system to be wiped out oh i love this yep okay and so we are somehow in rome they're teaching us to fear everything yeah. rome controls by fear yeah. there's this heaven binary or there's this hell you choose, but I'll tell you, choose wrong and you're going to hell. Well, what if I did? Oh, there's this. Oh, you're already a sinner. What are you talking about? You can't be good. You're not sovereign. You're not whole. You're a wicked, vile, miserable. Everything you do is bad. And then it's like, everything I do is bad. Well, save me. Oh, you save me. I can't save me. All these things. So this Roman system, and I'm setting this up for the Galactic Federation of Life. No, it's beautiful. I love it. I and love it. The Roman system, from its very premise, says, do not look outside of Rome. For if you look outside of Rome, you lose the rights of Romanism. 
you lose our commerce, you lose the safety of your family. We're the ones to protect you. We are this, so come into Rome. And as this gets shattered, mm-hmm. and we start to look up again, mm. one of the greatest, perhaps though most difficult lessons that humankind would ever learn was if the lights went out. Mm-hmm. And what we would be left with was staring at the sun by mm. day and the moon and stars by night. And we'd remember again, we are part of this system. We are part of some divine. My wife and I finished, we're part of a divine system to finish that thought. My wife and I finished um, Amazing Fungi or Fungi, uh, the Paul Stamets movie, this documentary. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the mycelium in the earth. And the documentary did a cool job showing what's below the ground as if, the, you know, you see these movies or documentaries, you go below the sea and they show you everything. This goes below the ground and shows all the mycelium all over the earth and the world's mm-hmm. this conscious. The earth is conscious. It's a conscious being and we get to be stewards or players on this consciousness and it's so beautiful rome doesn't want you to know that rome doesn't want you to accept that and we are having these beings we're having light remove the darkness gently right now so that we can hear clearly and so I share all that. I just feel like to give context to, can you explain the Galactic Federation of Light or however you feel called to share that, but can you teach? This is a good, I think a beautiful, because I've not brought this into the podcast yet. And this is really important. I'm so glad you, I'm so glad it's you. I just want you to know. It's interesting. I love how you brought awareness to the way we have been programmed to fear and the way religion has conditioned us to fear these beings and to fear what is outside of us and to fear what we can't see unless it is a messiah or in the bible or you know i'm not a religious person i wasn't i didn't grow up that way so i i don't have a frame of reference for that so it's beautiful that you started there um and really acknowledge that because that is very real um And before I begin with the Galactic Federation of Light, the Roman consciousness is also the consciousness that we see right now. Yes, it's 100%. Right, the the media and the manipulation and the mind control and the listen to me, not you, and, you know, make sure that you, you know, wear your mask no matter what, even if you don't really believe it and like all these things, right? That's, Mm -hmm. That's Rome. That's right. That's right. So... The Galactic Federation of Light, so are their consciousness, their, so we all, I think we may all, maybe 90% of us could agree that we're not just this physical body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say majority of this audience anyway, yes. Yeah, a majority of us could believe that, okay, there's probably some aspect of me that's a soul, a spirit something other than this physicality, like, you're right. I think a lot of us can hold that. If you can hold that, then you can then start to say, okay, well then if I'm not this physical body, I've got to be something else. Okay. Most likely I'm some sort of consciousness or light, right? If we think about God, right? God, you can feel into God. God feels like consciousness, which is energy or light. Mm -hmm. 
So when you can start to kind of step outside of this physicality of, okay, well, I know that I'm not just the body. I have to be something other than if I'm something other than it's got to be some sort of lighter consciousness. These beings are just consciousness. They're just light consciousness. Now, if you Google these beings, Galactic Federation, people are going to give you these freaky gosh darn pictures. And I just can't yes. stand it. I can't yes. stand Google right. because they it's don't roam. By the way, yes, Rome. Google is Rome and they're going to put out photos that are very Rome like, like, let me have, give you fear so that you don't listen. That's right. right. That's right. Um, so these beings are, they're light. They're, they're just this, imagine like a, a light coming into your room and just kind of standing there and you're like, Oh my God. And it's love. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's love. You're like, you start crying. Mm -hmm. um, so they are higher dimensional beings of light that are a part of this experience with us, but they're just not in the human body. So we're in the human body. We're like, yeah, I'm going to go in and do this. And I don't know why I decided to go into the human body, but this is a <laughs> good way to, good way to participate. Yeah. Um, and they're not. Mm. So they're not better than, higher than, different than us. They're just experiencing this from a different lens, from a higher dimensional lens. Yeah. And so they can communicate energetically. Um, we're energy. Mm -hmm. Our bodies have, are holding energy and they're energy. And so the way we connect and communicate is like almost like telepathy or energetic signal to energetic signal. Mm. Um, and that's really what channeling is. And the Galactic Federation of Light is hundreds of these light consciousnesses that, and, and they're just one of many light consciousnesses. I like that term. Yeah. It's soft. Yeah. Um, that are all over the earth plane with us, holding our hands basically and assisting us and cheering us on as we navigate this massive awakening into the game dismantling of this dark consciousness, right? These really kind of dark, dark, dark yes. beings and energies and programs and all of this that we're seeing come up. Mm -hmm. They're holding us in this blanket of light. And, you know, there are moments where there will be more kind of light that we can, that they will kind of blanket us with as we're going through some rough patches. Mm -hmm. Um but the unfortunate piece is that we can't see it. Mm -hmm. So we only see the physical. And so we don't see it. We're taught not to believe it. We're taught in the religious community to fear it because it's evil and it's dark and it's Satan and it's the devil. That's right. Um, I mean, so many people have, have come to me really wanting to start to open to their guides, but they're afraid because they've been told that that is Satan or that is dark or that is the devil or, um, and I, I said, have, well, listen. I have something to share real quick. For yeah, people. go ahead. I just got somebody, um, so often, so often, this is for everyone listening and you know who you are with this message. So often you have heard that Satan transfigures into an angel of light. And that has been the premise to keep you from seeking beyond the confines of what you've been told is right or wrong. And let me explain that God is, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 7 through 1, 9, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So Satan has to transfigure into an angel of light 
to go into the presence of light because we know in Job that he goes before the throne of God to accuse. His role is to accuse us. It's like pain in the body is the role to show us where we need to heal. He accuses us of where we need more love. It's not mm. to hurt us. It is to, all this is to help us. So I want everyone to understand he transfigures into an angel of light so that he can go and do his purpose, not to deceive us from going into the light. Right. It's beautiful. I had to share this. This is a That's very so beautiful. This, this is what to hang up in the religious world. This is the hang up. The big hang up is it says Satan transfigures into an angel of light. Yes, because that's the only way he can go back into the presence of the one infinite creator and do his job. That's why people say to me, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know this, this world, right? That's why people yeah. say, well, how do I know it's really light beans? Or how do I know that it's really positive or good for me? And I'm like, Oh my God, I have no idea. Like okay, I have another thing for this. This is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. This is so good. How do we know what something, when something's true? Yes. Is when we can breathe more deeply. You... <sighs> so I... We relax. Oh, yes. When we can we drop deeper the breath, the calmer and more that we go in, that is like, that's just truth. How do is set because another this is the I'm helping you with context of what no it's so saying, good I love it saying, well it says test the spirits well can you breathe more deeply do you feel more peace do you, here I have written out this is the fruit of the spirit in Galatians it says love joy peace long suffering goodness gentle faith temperance and meekness so yeah is it is it more good does it bring you more peace yep <laughs> bring you more joy these are the things just because this system says don't go there these are the fruits that we know like man if i feel more <sighs> and this brings us back to coming back to you yes yes how about you make the decision first yes. not somebody outside of you telling you your experience or your truth because when you start opening to spirit, when you start opening to other angels, beings, anything else that may be outside of you, knowing that you're safe, if you preface this, always knowing that you're safe, because mm -hmm. you are, unless you have the voice of some sort of dictator person telling you you're not, well, then be aware of that. That's somebody telling you that. Mm -hmm. You can choose to believe that, or you can choose to say, oh, no, no, I'm going to choose to be safe. Yeah. When you start to settle into that and say, you breathe, right? And you, you call in, let's just say an angel of some sort, or you call in a guide, you call in light. Mm. I will guarantee you a thousand percent that you will feel peace. You will feel calm. You may start to cry. People will say to me, why am I crying? I do these guided meditations every month. Mm. Somehow people trust me that are in these religious communities and they're like, I'm going to trust her. I'm going to go in. And they come in and they say, you know, I didn't see anything, but I started crying. Why was I crying? Mm. And I said, you're crying because you felt their energy. Mm. And the energy doesn't lie. You know, and if you have this pretense or this notion that you're not safe and that, you know, these people are telling you that it's going to be dark or it's going to be the devil or it's going to be Lucifer, 
then you're just holding yourself in a shackle. You're, you're tight. You're restricting. Oh my God, what's going to come? What's going to come? What's, I must not be safe. I must not be safe. I must not be safe, mm. which is a choice. Yes. It's a choice. You're programmed. We've all been programmed. We're programmed. You don't have to be programmed. You can have religion. You can have the Bible. You can have church. You can have all of that. And you can open yourself up to other experiences and energies as well. There's no such thing as black or white. That's right. That's right. Right? That's right. Thank you for saying that. That's right. Yes. I think that's what we're breaking out of. I think that's why I'm, I'm on your podcast right now is now I'm like, oh, that's why I was like in an immediate yes when you asked. I didn't even look at your podcast. You were like, hey, do you want to come on? I was like, I heard my guide say, yes, go on. I was like, sure, I'll go on. And I was like, wait, who is this? Like, let me go look. I don't even know. Like, what do you mean? Yes, go on. That's so right? good. That's so good. Uh, but this is really, I think, the juice of it is, because mm. I don't know your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the juice of it is really being able to see where are we, where are we programmed. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that programming. But what is that programming doing to me? How is that programming making me feel? And do I want to stay in that program? Because if you break out of the program, it doesn't mean you're breaking out of anything. It means you're stepping back into your sovereignty and you're not, when you step out of a program, you're saying, oh, I'm going to choose. I'm going to make the decisions. I'm going to believe you or not. Mm. When you step out of it, you're not saying, oh, I'm not going to be religious. I'm not going to follow Jesus. I'm not going to. No, you step out of the program. You are now in charge. Right. That when you say, I will follow Jesus, if you so choose, for the first time ever, it's actually you saying, you. I will. Right. Not you. I should. But I, I have will. to. I have to. Yes. And this is what it means if I do. And this is what it means if I don't. That's so good. Yeah. And people, you could replace Jesus and religion with a parent. The family structure is for many as strong, if not stronger than the religious structure. Amen. Absolutely. And it's designed that way. Right. That's right. That's right. I That's te- why our, our contracts with our parents are the most powerful contracts we have, and they're the hardest to break. Yes. That's right. I teach, well, I said, I, you saw uh, the, pod, uh, the TED Talk, the five categories of legacy. I say the fifth is your friendship and taking, reclaiming the word friend. We throw Facebook, also Roman, um, took the word friend, a, a, this word's coming, a sanctified word, a word set aside. When I call you friend, it's not like, hey, friend. It's, in fact, I tell my wife, I don't like that her, some of her friends use this word like, hey, friend. It's just like becomes slang, like, hey, dude, or hey, whatever. But no, friend is a, is a, friend is a holy word in my, I want people to reclaim the sovereignty of this word. When I call you friend, when I call you sister, this mm-hmm. isn't like, Hey, you know, job Turkey, what's up? This is saying, no, I look, listen to me as my sovereignty. I'm calling and bringing you into my bosom and holding you tight. And friendships are anyone that shows you unconditional love and who shows us unconditional love is the premise of family. So when we 
take back the sovereignty of those we call friends. We have recreated a family structure, one that is of love, not from name or bloodline or contract, but of choice, of freedom, of mm-hmm. purpose, a purpose together, co-journeying, creating, co-creating together. Like this is, this is a gift that people get to wake up into. This is like when you play the game, you land on this and all of a sudden, you know, like whatever happens, yeah. clouds open up and you get rained down. You, we, and our soul family and the soul and, oh. And then you start to just start, but, and the, the piece that's coming in for me right now as you're speaking mm-hmm. is like, a lot of times, at least in my growing up and, in, you know, we can't choose our parents, Right. You can't, and, and so I think that goes to friends as well. It's like, well, I've been friends with them for so long. I've been friends with them. They're, 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 you know, they're my family. Mm. But if there's not a reciprocated sort of frequency exchange that feels right, even with parents, mm-hmm. it's a matter of, again, going back to this place of choice and what is for my highest good and really starting to create that unconditional family around you that may be smaller, mm-hmm. right? But that supports you and that is designed to be that family structure um, that isn't based on that Roman uh, programmed way that we drop in with right you go to school with these people these are your friends this is how you you grow up and oh my god we were in we were friends since kindergarten so we just keep going but we grew apart but it doesn't matter you know you have this back and forth especially as you start awakening um and i love that that you're that what you were talking about at least how i was seen is like you're recreating this 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 family structure now of real deep unconditional partnership relationship yes stuff that's right yeah yeah Right. Yeah. It's amazing. This is so amazing. Awesome. <laughs> so, so this is so everyone listening, we're just looking at each other like, man, this is really cool. Um so the galactic Federation Oh, well we talked about them. We talked yes, about them, yes, I think, yes, right? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So yeah. part of that is mm-hmm. you did this this video or episode um about reptilians. Yes. And a lot of people have talked about reptilians, I know, and they'll send these silly videos of like, can you just quickly or however, you don't have to quickly, I don't even know I calibrated that, take your time, but can you share the reptilian energy and... Um, yeah. Yeah. So we name it reptilian. Everything has names because we are in a consciousness or a third dimensional field where we need names to things Mm. uh, in order to understand it. And so even if it's energy in the third dimension, it's not just energy. It has to have it. It has to be something, right? So we have labeled these beings and this consciousness, this energy as reptilian. And then because we've labeled, I think the reason we've labeled them reptilians is because there were humans that experienced them. And when they experienced them, they saw them as these reptilian type beings. And so then they say, oh, they're reptilians. And then, you know, the game of telephone plays out and it becomes, oh my God, they're this and this. They're actually from a third dimension, from the, from the third dimension, from physicality, 
we experience them as energy. Why do I say that? Because they are of a higher frequency and if they're, they are not third dimensional, so we cannot physically see them. We only see the dimensional field that we're in. So if a consciousness is in a higher dimensional field, like an angel or a, a reptilian consciousness or, you know, uh, the galactic federation of light, anything, right. It, uh, it will be, it won't be physically seen. Hmm. So we will see it as energy and consciousness. The reptilian consciousness holds themselves or itself, all of it in a fourth dimensional field. It's a field or consciousness that is in a higher frequency than where we are. And they have this, this consciousness has an awareness of how energy works. Mm. They have an awareness of how dimensional fields work. They have an awareness of how to navigate all of this that we don't have yet because we're still in a denser third physical dimensional field. And so this consciousness has the ability to manipulate energy, mm. bodies, all of it. And they understand the variety of consciousnesses that can be experienced in this third dimensional field. So they see the third dimension as like a candy store mm. because they don't exist in a third dimension. They exist in a fourth dimension, which is a different type of experience. And so when they move themselves in energetically into a third dimensional field, they get to experience fear and anger and rage. And it's like really physical for them. Right. And they get to go into bodies and manipulate the bodies. And it's like, it's really a fun experience for them. Mm -hmm. And these consciousnesses recognize that they could actually energetically move themselves into physical bodies. And then it was just like, Holy shit, this is going to be great because they could then manipulate the physical body. And they could control the human body. Mm. And if they can control the human, then they can control many humans without entering into the humans. Mm. Right? So then they were like, oh my God. And they understood how energy works. They understood how to manipulate energy. And so they didn't need necessarily to move into millions of bodies. They could manipulate humans just by entering into a handful of humans mm. and, the, and, and using those humans to manipulate thousands upon thousands of humans. And so this started occurring around 7,000 years ago, right? And um, I won't get into the details of how they came in. It's complicated. But once they were in our field, they entered into the bodies the souls or spirits that were in those bodies either agreed or didn't agree. And if they agreed, they sort of dissolved or separated. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were no longer there. Uh, this is so important. Yes. Yeah. And, and they, they also sort of, the spirit that was there, the personality ego that was there, it was like they shifted. So all of a sudden, you know, thousands of years ago when I was writing my book, that my guides were showing me that these, 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 these consciousnesses would enter into the bodies. And let's just say they entered into a body at the age of like 14, right? There's not a specific age. Um, the 14-year-old that everyone loved and knew was different. Mm -hmm. Their eyes were different. Their mannerisms were different. Everything was different. Let's say they entered in around six months, right? Then it wasn't such a drastic difference in terms of mm. 
who they showed themselves as, but they were no longer the higher dimensional consciousness or the spirit and soul that came into that body. Mm. These beings came in and literally like dismantled or took out, uh, separated that spirit. And a lot of these consciousnesses were, they feed off of, or they enjoy experiencing energetically fear. Right. They, when, a, when the human has fear, they're like, oh, this is so awesome. I love this. This is like the greatest thing ever. I love the third dimension. Third dimension rocks, right? So they like to have fear. They like to control and create fear. And they do it in many different ways. And, we're, and we see that now. They like to be able to control the human minds. And when they can control it, then they can, they can, they can, they can absorb more of what they want, right? So mm. the more mind control they have, the more they are able to absorb fear and they're able to absorb like anxiety and stress, like all these things that we would be like, dude, that's why would they want that? They love it. They're like, Oh, this feels so good. It feels good to them. They're like, Oh yes. Mm. Um, And so what we're watching right now is a consciousness that began like the Roman consciousness that began thousands of years ago. And it is seen in our environmental, our, our, our educational systems, it's seen in our political systems, it's seen in our scientific systems, systems being sort of the big spectrum of the political arena. Yes. Um, Hollywood, media, mm-hmm. all of these things, right? Uh, the financial systems. You can imagine it as like there's puppeteers at the top. And they are, they have their kind of grips in all of these other humans that are playing out this fear and manipulation and control, right? Um, And we've been in it. We've been in it. We're like, holy shit. And they're real good. They're real good. And they're always charismatic for the most part. Army. They're very charming. A lot of them are behind the scenes, like the big kind of big puppeteers. They're way behind the scenes. I mean, if you ever even see them, it's very rare. But many politicians, many f- famous people that you're like, oh, you know, that you, 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 you can't wrap your head around it. Uh, oof, they, might, they might have a little consciousness in there, right? Um, so it's, it's not something that's easy to absorb or accept or take in. And by all means, you don't ever need to. Most likely there will be a time that you'll start to sort of let this sink in. Um, but it isn't a reptilian lizard that's like right. in the body somehow and is going to come out and attack us. It's right energy like unzip this the right in suit or something right and all of a sudden you're going to see this lizard reptilian being and um right it's a consciousness you can feel it and you know a, a real good way to 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 feel into that consciousness is the eyes you know mm-hmm. you'll you'll you can look into people's eyes and you can see it almost. And also the more you're in your body energetically, you'll start to see, you'll start to notice like, wait a second, something feels off. That's right. Right? Like you'll watch a politician or you'll watch a famous person or you'll watch somebody talk and you're like, don't listen to the words. 
feel the energy of the, feel, start doing it differently. Mm. How about that? Right. Start doing it differently. Forget about the name. Like, Oh, that's president. So-and-so, or that's famous person. So-and-so forget about the name and forget about what they're even saying. What is it? What are you feeling? Let's get into the real core of what's going on here. And if you start actually feeling into them, I guarantee you, you'll be able to start saying, holy shit. That's so good. That's so good. You know, we are talking, a couple of things pop out. <clears throat> and first of all, thank you. That is such a beautiful, and thank you. I mean, that's, everyone listening, this is what I reached out to Lori, like, your description of reptiles were like so spot on. Like, here, I sent you my TED talk to validate, like, I'm not some jive turkey will you please come on my podcast? You said, boom, yes. And here we are. And that was so good. And what do reptiles do? They lay eggs and they can lay as many eggs as they are capable. I mean, they don't need to procreate to lay their. They don't procreate. They don't, they don't, they don't um, multiply. That's right. And it's interesting that, I mean, just from the biblical framework because that's where i come from for so but i've left that it's just to use that for so many people listening it says um after the serpent goes to eve and this consciousness comes to eve and says you shall not surely and doesn't lie to her tells her the truth you're not going to die god knows the day you eat thereof your eyes shall be open you should be as god's knowing good and evil you will be conscious and God comes down, not in judgment, says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Like, that's a really beautiful picture. Like, there's no anger. There's no wrath. There's just like, hey, I'm here. Like, it's all good. But man experienced fear for the first time and hid. And God called out to him and he has this conversation with Adam and Eve. And then he talks to the serpent. He tells the serpent, "Um, dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And then he goes to Adam and it says, and for dust thou art and dust thou shalt return. So the reptilian consciousness thrives off the decay of man. And how does man die? In fear. When we, when we are fearful, we've stepped out of our sovereignty. We've not fully filled. When I do inner child work with men, I have them invite their innocent child, their boy back into themselves. And I said, feel them in your earlobes, like the scalp of your hair down to your toes. Like he is back in you. You are in you for the first time ever. Congratulations for being in you. And when you are in you, there is no room for anything else. Oh, it's so- You know what's interesting about the history of the history of when that was all written was they were, I don't know who wrote the Bible. I don't know the history of all that, right? But those beings were there at that time. Yes. Consciousness was there at that time. Yes. Yes. They were, those humans walking were acutely aware of that consciousness. Yes. It, well, to give uh, specifics to validate what you're just saying, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Cool, great, good. Nothing controversial there. Genesis 2.1, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. Okay, so we hear that there's some dividing of densities, like that's the dimensional fields getting separated. So, okay, Genesis 3.1, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the garden which the Lord God had made. 
So the serpent was there. And you want to know something super interesting? You know, humanity, as much as Rome controls, Rome is not of God. Rome is not of love. Rome is not of love or light. And so Rome professes, the narcissist projects upon his victim that which he does, which is called gaslighting. So Rome gaslights the world and saying, we are of God, but we operate out of fear. And then it confuses the, the audience of like, wait, I don't, wait, what? So Rome hates God because fear hates love in this context. And yet all the planets in our solar system are named after beings of pagan gods, per se in that context, Mars, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, you know, the three entities named in Genesis that have never been renamed sun, moon, earth. How is that? What do you mean? They've never been. I mean, people don't have different names. It's that we, we didn't, we, they want to rewrite everything. Why I'm saying this is there is this greater, consciousness of love and it you can't there's nothing to override like the origin of love right and the love has set in order all things and then created these densities for us to experience love not for us to it's like i don't know healing unless i first knew pain i don't know i guess i don't even know where i'm going i'm just well you know what's interesting fascinating the interesting thing that you say about the sun the moon and the earth I don't know what you, what, 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 what they under, what, here's what I know about those three things. Mm. They are consciousness like you and I. Mm. And so planets are not consciousness. Planets are almost like, and stars, they're like um, holding grounds for things. They're like, you know, not to go too far out there, but they're, 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 they're more of a physical structure. Let's just say for third dimensional understanding, I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. any further right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but sun, moon, and earth is consciousness. It's, it's not physicality. So it looks physical to us and there's a body around it just like us. So we're not physical. We have a body around us, but we're consciousness. We're God inside of it, right? We're source inside of it. We're light inside of it. Sun, earth, and moon are three consciousnesses. Oh, this is so good. That are, they have a physical form holding their consciousness that chose to be a part of this experience. So wherever, whatever story that was coming from or whatever that yeah, was. I'm not even sure where it was coming from, but yes, yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, oh, it doesn't change names or whatever, but yeah. So those three things, it's interesting that you brought those things. Three, those, are the, those are three high-frequency consciousnesses, beings, whatever you want to call it. God, they have spark of God in them. Yes. Um, are held inside that physicality that we see, earth sun, moon, mm. body, body, where we are them, they are us, they are with us, they're helping us, they're assisting us, earth is with us, the moon is, is with us, and the sun is with us. We're all doing this together. We're all so participating cool. in the game. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. To end or to wrap, I, I want this. This makes sense now. I did this um, angels healing session. I've done everything. I, I I love to. I want to experience all the things and live it all and feel it all. And and I did this angel healing session where these people channeled these angels and they didn't. I didn't tell them any, not one word about me. I just was referred to to them by someone I trust and love. I jump in on the session. It was on Zoom and. 
it was as if I told them everything. It was incredible. And they said at the end, I've been so vulnerable, like just vulnerable, 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 sharing like courageously, like open book. But they said the moon is the feminine, the sun is the masculine, and the masculine protects the feminine so that we can receive without fear, receive without wound. And I had my moon in front of my son, which people didn't trust, even though they they believed it, they listened, but they're like, wait, this is not in alignment. And so that we are talking about these conscious beings. I've, I have like experienced the, the re setting of order. That's amazing. That's fascinating. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's so fascinating because the moon was designed to hold feminine consciousness for the earth and humanity because we were going to be experiencing a very masculine consciousness for a very long time. Mm. And the sun is the balance of the masculine. So the sun and the sun is also giving us life, literally energetic life and light. Um, And so the moon is a really powerful piece to this whole process because she is balancing and holding so much feminine energy for us so that we can begin to balance it within ourselves again. Mm. Um, so that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, the way it's positioned, how you hold it. Yes. Uh, yes. It's like the masculine is to protect the feminine. The feminine allows us to receive. Yep. And when we have that wounded feminine, we shut down receiving, then we can't heal. We can't feel love. We can't come back. Yeah. All these things. So it's just, yeah. I'm so <laughs> wow. Oh, thank you. You're amazing. You're just that was beautiful. I'd give you the biggest hug if we were in the same place. <laughs> right I would give you the biggest hug. Big bear hug. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Okay. People listening, please share where they can find you. Sign up. I know you have um meditations and courses and classes that can sign up, please share all the things. And then I will put everything in the show notes and everyone listening, please sign up with Lori. I, um, I don't have a lot of classes and courses, so I have a website, lorilad.com. I do, um, monthly guided meditations, um, that are really powerful. You can find them on my website, uh, Instagram. You can find my almost daily videos. YouTube is really where you can dive in. YouTube is just Lori Ladd and Instagram is Lori underscore Ladd, Facebook Lori Ladd. Um, and then I have a Patreon community um, mm. where I show up five times a month live and do so much stuff. So um, yeah, just find me and, uh, and we'll connect. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. You are you're Thanks for having soul, me. Sister. You're a beautiful soul. A beautiful so are you. Thank you for all the, everything that you're doing. Um, and thank you to everyone that's listening um, and, 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 and walking through this with us. Cause we're all, we're all in this together. We're all learning, relearning, remembering. Um, and uh, we're doing the best we can every single day. So it's, I'm grateful to be here with you. I cannot wait to have more episodes. Lori's going to come back on in a couple of weeks and we're going to discuss more about breaking free of the Roman system, religion, spirituality, um, 
I have a lot of downloads and clarity that we're going to bring to that episode as well. So I'm excited for that. Lori, thank you again for coming on. Blessings to you, dear sister. And blessings to all of you for listening. This is the greatest time to be alive. This is your time of awakening. Whether you are in your season of summer, fall, winter, or spring, all four seasons, prune away those things that no longer serve us and bring forth the things of our highest good for our highest good so that we can awaken to our purpose. I posted something today on Instagram, a quote that I, that I had hit me this morning, and it says, I am becoming who I am. I am becoming who I am. May we all become who we are in our truest form. Blessings, brothers and sisters. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Make sure you share this podcast, rate it, spread the word, and join the true revolution, the revolution of love and light, the revolution of loving people, the revolution of receiving love. And when we receive the love, we can give the love to every single human being on this planet. So blessings to you all. I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.